No Man Should Ever Walk Alone with Danny Frawley. Well, it gives me great pleasure on No Man Should Ever Walk Alone thanks to Chemist Warehouse and Waverley Mercedes at Springvale. Go down there and get a uh, have a look at the new Mercedes range down there. As I said, it gives me great pleasure to introduce Taz Musa Feriatis uh, from Men's Shed. Good evening, Taz. Good evening. How are you? Going well, mate. Um, it's actually the Australian Men's Shed Association. I knew you'd correct me. <laughs> not you. You just too, look as you know. This show goes out to a lot of men, um, and it is the Men's Shed Australian Association. That's correct. And you are one of your directors, I'm led to believe. I am, I am. Yeah. There's, no. a, there's about a dozen of us, and um, I'm one of the skills-based directors. So, no, Thanks for coming in, because this is right in our hitting zone, Taz, because our show, obviously, um, is mainly male-focused, but it's not only male-focused. It might be a lot of um, uh, females out there, partners, uh, nieces, nephews, granddaughters, of men who may be a little bit lonely out there and you think, gee, how can I get par or who may have finished work, they've had that discipline for 20, 30 years and all of a sudden they're, you know, unfortunately maybe their partner's passed away or a little bit isolated. And Men's Shed to me is right in our hitting spot because you guys look after wonderfully well a lot of men who have probably lost that social connectivity. Shed's a fantastic place, Danny. Lots of men find them very yeah. meaningful and very enjoy and very enjoy and enjoy being yeah. there as well. And what about the fact that? Um, and I know the average age is around, you know, the mid sixties. But the, the the spot there for for a guy who may be forty five, fifty two, isn't it? Does, it's not just oh no, you need to be finished work. You've you've got nothing to do. You get out there because. We find, especially in this show, we've got a lot of men that, that probably are going through a little bit of a well, a tough time personally, but the, the social aspect of getting in the men's shed, uh, getting a little bit of a structure back in their life is so important for their mental health. Danny, we found that um, uh, yeah, anybody can participate in the shed. All you've got to do is turn up. The average age is about 67. Yeah. Uh, we find that the average profile of shedders tend to be men who were non-university trained tend to be more um, uh, techie or yep. tradie oriented yep. in their nature. Um, and the reasons why men join sheds are, are varied and very different. But often what we find is that some sort of life change occurs, whether it be retirement or finding themselves in a new location, moving to the country, for example, or perhaps they found themselves to be alone through a separation or a death mm. of a partner or kids moving on even. So men often find that there's a change in their life, which is the trigger point for actually going to a shed. And shedders, as you call them, obviously, and I like that. Um, and hello to all those shedders out there if you're listening. What if I'm listening out there and I'm not a shedder, but I want to get involved? What's, what's the simplest way... For some of our listeners and people get on podcasts throughout rural Australia and through metropolitan Australia, what's the easiest way, Taz? Well, before I answer that question, Danny, what I'd say is there's almost a thousand sheds what? out right across Australia. A thousand? Almost a thousand sheds. 
And if you think about how many of them might be in Victoria, it's probably about a, about a quarter of that wow. would be in Victoria. Predominantly in the country, yeah. predominantly, but there are some really good sheds in the city as well. You know, if I think about where we are now here in Richmond, there's a massive shed out in uh, Monash. There's a massive shed out in Altona, a fantastic shed in Melton, and every regional centre's got one. And the best way to find out where a, se- where a shed is Either jump online, go to mensshed.org. Mensshed.org. Mensshed.org and search it out there. There'll be a a little bar that says find a shed close to you. If you're having trouble doing that, just get on the phone and call the Australian Men's Shed Association. And I'll give you their phone number. Yeah, that'll be great. It's 1300 55 000. Nine. You want to repeat that, please, Tess? one three hundred double five triple zero nine. And you can also email the Australian Men's Shed Association, and that's at AMSA, or A-M-S-A, at mensshed.net. Tell you what, Tess, you're putting me to shame here at the moment. You, um, you sound like you've been on the radio before. I might have. <laughs> uh, Power FM just down the road. It's a, it's a great station. Now, we'll, we'll get those details on the website. Yeah, But great. we might even finish our show later on with those numbers again because I think it's just a great um, initiative. How, how long has Men's Shed been going for? Uh, look, that's, a, that's an interesting question. It depends on how you define a yep. shed. Now, you know, our constitution says to be a shed, you have to be registered with the Australian Men's Shed Association. But um, I recall in my career, in the probably 2003, the then minister in Victoria, Bronwyn Pike, the health minister, was the very first, went to actually launch the very first men's shed in Bendigo. Now, if you read... Professor Barry Golding's book, and Barry's a bit of an expert on Mm. men's shed. He's a professor out of Ballarat. He'll actually say that there's a bit of a dispute about where the where the very okay. first men's shed appeared. But, you know, I'm going to lay my claim okay. on that one because that was the first one that the Victorian government recognised. Now, since then, the Victorian government... So roughly what year would that be? That would have been about 2003. Okay. Now, as I said, there's nearly a 1,000 sheds across the country. So they've just blossomed, absolutely mushroomed. And most of those sheds have been created by interested individuals who've just gotten together, went and saw their local council or their local non-government organisation or a local NFP or Mm. not-for-profit organisation, said, hey, we need something to do. You know, we need something to support men to actually, you know, improve their health, improve their social connectivity, get them out of their home, get them using their skills, get them making things, get them talking to each other. And what about the... um the government support is it more local governments around like Ballarat for example the local government up there the local council that support and maybe give them the facility such to to set up a men's shed it's a great question uh, Danny every government of every level loves men's yeah, sheds and why not yeah and why wouldn't you yeah, exactly that's right. and it's a, in my, from my point of view I actually said this to a bunch of academics the other day it's actually a very cheap investment for government to get really good health and health returns and outcomes now the Australia, the federal government 
funds the Australian Men's Shed Association. Yep. The state governments support the, sta- the local associations, yep. predominantly through things like capital grants to improve their facilities, buy new equipment, maybe get a minibus or help put a new roof on their shed, those sorts yep. of things. The other thing that I shouldn't un- undervalue is the support that local governments mm. provide. Uh, I know in Monash, for example, Monash Council made the old, now disused, infant, maternal and infant child welfare okay. centre, and they've converted that into a men's shed. So Monash Council have come in, um, you know, renovated the place, yep. put in some equipment, put in proper powering, heating, cooling, kitchen facilities, all the woodwork equipment that men like to play with, a couple of billiard tables as well, an urn to make yep. some coffee and tea, and it operates as a fantastic shed. So that infant um, scenario at Monash, it's probably, it's probably you know, 70, 80 years old, maybe older. Some of those infants not, might be now in the men's shed Well, themselves. that's right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And I've actually met the guy that runs it. He's, um, I think he might have been a former councillor too. Greg Miles is his name. Okay. Great guy. And Okay, so I'm, I'm blindfolded. Just walk me through what's in a men's shed. Yeah, okay. What, what, what to expect. Look, the first thing I've got to say is every shed's different. Yep. Okay. There's no two alike in so this So it goes country. on the sort of ru- the, the person running the shed. Oh, yeah. and, and, the, and the interests that the individual yeah, members yeah, yeah. have. So generally it tends to be a space. Um, it tends to be a bit rustic in its, in its look and mm. feel. Um, there will often be lots of equipment, woodworking equipment, um, a whole range of other tools to make things, fix yep. things, paint things, etc. There'll often be lots of tables and chairs. There will be a kitchen because um, one of the things that I learnt, Danny, is that the things that most happen in men's sheds is that men talk and men eat and drink. <laughs> well, we all think they're busily making stuff, and they well, do. That's gone on since and they do, boy. and they do make things. But really, the truth is that they spend more time eating and drinking, not alcohol, of no, course. No, but that's okay. But that's uh, and that's that's why this show um, is so important, Taz. Because as I said, the the heading of our show is "No man should ever walk alone." Yeah, and that's the reason why we've got your good self on is to talk about the fact that. And I'm blown away by the fact there's a thousand out there in Australia, and and even the most isolated place will have one at, at somewhere. And of course, you know, I'm I'm from the bush, and I think that you know we, we get isolated in the city. But... I thought you were from St Kilda, actually, Danny. <laughs> no, that was the club I played for, but a little town called Bungaree, just outside of Ballarat. Wow. But obviously, through rural Victoria, um, pretty close to my heart. Obviously, farmers when they get a little bit um, older they can become very isolated as well. Um, so they, they can actually, and most farmers or tradies, they're actually quite very good with their hands. Mm. But as you know, if, you, if you're idle and an idle mind, you can become very, um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what the stats are, but I know my father, when we took Dad off the farm, um, he, he didn't lose his will to, to sort of to be out there and in your face, but... He slowly but surely just got, um, just set in his ways and a little bit of dementia came in, yeah. Alzheimer's, because he wasn't on the farm. And I'm looking back now and, and it was no one's fault. He just, and it was great for mum and him to go in off the land because it got, it got a little bit dangerous. Yeah. Dad getting a little bit older. But looking back, men's shed would have been outstanding for us as kids to drop dad in there two or three times a week because he used to love talking. 
and he'd, he'd meet some new mates. Because on the farm, you know, he took the leg off a chair, but obviously going to Ballarat away from his um, network, he lost that somewhat. So I think it's something pretty important for the rural factor as well, knowing that, you know, when, when they get a little bit old and we say long on the tooth, it's great for them to, to be able to go in and, and, and have that network. Because Dan- a lot of them are good with their hands. Yeah, Danny, a couple of years ago, Beyond Blue did some research into men's sheds. And um, they asked men, what were their main reasons for attending men's sheds? So 27% said to meet new friends. 22% said to give back to the community. 17% said to keep busy. 12% said to share my knowledge and expertise. And 10% said to learn new skills and the rest just dwindles away. But you can see there's a bit of a theme there. It is about bringing men together to engage with each other. Now, what we do know, mm. Danny, is that isolation, loneliness, has a, can have a very negative mm. impact on, on people's, men, uh, people's mental health. And there's no question that that can be the case with men as they age. There's no doubt in that. And I think we're going to flesh that out a little bit more after the break, Taz, that, uh, as I said, brought to you by Chemist Warehouse and Waverley Mercedes. Uh, back shortly. No Man Should Ever Walk Alone with Danny Frawley. Thank you. As I said, we've got Taz here from Australian Men's Shed Association and proudly brought to you by Chemist Warehouse and Waverly Mercedes, who's the sister company, as you know, Taz, I think you know, of um, Berwick Mercedes-Benz. And oh, yeah, that's a, uh, Craig, Craig Howard. A dual friend of ours, Craig, with that uh, glistening smile of his, Taz. <laughs> if you're listening out there, Craig, g'day to you. No, he's a good man. He'll give you a good deal down there. Um, there's no doubting that. Now, just before the ad break, we talked about, obviously, the, the, the physical, the social connectivity. Uh, the stats you were talking about in the mental health, and I, that's the one that uh, I think all men, no matter what age you are, go through some sort of of mental health scenario, whether it's good, bad, or otherwise. Just just go through those stats again, because I want to lead into an, another couple of questions off the back of it, Tess. Well, look, it, it is interesting. Again, um, this is uh, Beyond Blue's research. Yeah. They sent out a bunch of researchers. They spoke to a um, couple of thousand men yep. across sheds all over the country. They travelled all over the place. They surveyed them. They actually went out and met mm. them and had discussion groups with them. And some of the stories were really mind-blowing, actually. But the top-line figures are that for a group of men who participate in men's sheds in some way or mm. another, compared to a, a similar group who don't, they can expect to have a 2 to 3% better health outcome across their physical functioning, their energy levels, their general health, and their mental health. Now, most men don't really talk about their health Mm. but what we found was that for men who did go to men's sheds they're more inclined to participate in a discussion Mm. i actually heard some men talking about prostate health for example and there was a guy there who didn't know what a prostate was well that's you know and as i said this is about getting a conversation started as well whatever it is well the conversation got him to go and see his gp his gp said you need a bit of treatment for this. 
fixed it up, and all of a sudden he found that his whole general health had improved because of something that he learned at the men's shed. Now, 2 to 3% better health outcomes for men who participate actually has a huge impact. It has That's a huge big. impact because you've got a 1,000 of these sheds and shedders. How many roughly people um, from day to day are involved in men's sheds? Oh, look, some sheds have as many as two, 300 shedders turning up to events. Uh, you know, I went to the... Um, uh, the um, the Mount Waverley shed yep. just recently, and there were about 300 people at wow. that, all busily working away. I've been to tiny sheds out in rural Victoria where there are no more than half a dozen men, <laughs> and they just turn up, you know, have a cup of tea, have a bit of a chin wag, you know, <laughs> sweep the floor, um, you know, um, catch up on, on, on gossip. Yeah, the local then, footy team. Well, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And then there are other sheds that busily, you know, have projects. So um, some of the projects include repairing equipment mm. in playgrounds for kindergartens. Others actually make children's toys out of timber. Fantastic. And they're brightly painted and they're, you know, quite I educational. I meticulous with them too, wouldn't they? Oh, yeah, yeah. Some, some really good work. And then there are others that actually, you know, do odd jobs. Um, go to people's homes and help with repairing kitchen cupboards and resetting yep. doors and those sorts of things that you might actually get a handyman in if you've got the money to pay for one, you know. But this is a really good community service. That's a great service. Do you, do you actually, when, when someone uh, comes in and they start working, I thought, gee, I didn't realise, you know, he might have been in IT or whatever. Then he starts working on a bit of carpentry. Do they then go out, you know, able and willing, of course, go back out into the workforce or they mainly just go through the men's shed scenario and help people in the community? Oh, look, there, I've heard of examples of that occurring. But, but the... The predominant profile of a shedder is that they are generally retired, yeah. generally yeah, retired, no. or they yeah. might be working part-time, yeah. or they might have a couple of projects on the go. But they generally tend to be men who have reached a point in their life where they're no longer in a routine yeah. or a structure. And what the shed does is that it provides that routine and structure for them. And, and everyone craves that, don't they? Yeah. People crave discipline. They don't realise it, but you need some sort of discipline in your life, one to get out of bed at a certain time, and yeah. gee, I'm meeting Bill down there, yeah, men's yeah, shed yeah. to have, you know, he's going to put the coffee on. I want to, you know, see who's in and out of the, the footy team on the weekend, and you know, he's a mad Collingwood supporter, and you know, you, you miss those type of things. You, you become very isolated. One thing I'd like to ask is, um, if let's say I've got an uncle and he, he's down there and he's walked into men's shed and he's and he's probably got a few issues mentally. Do you help them in a um, just to lead them in the right path to go to a GP, maybe see a psychologist, um, that type of scenario. Have you got? Obviously, th that's a pretty important part out there because a lot of people. But then they might go to the men's shed and say, oh, "There's nothing wrong with me. All I was is isolated and I didn't talk." Mm. And I'm sure that's the case in in most cases. But um, if there's someone there that you know walks in and they're, "Gee, this this guy's is a bit down in the dumps," they're really good questions. Uh, you know, men's sheds are not, they're not doctor's clinics. Yeah, no, I understand So let's, let's be clear about that. I understand that. that. They, are, they are very informal places for men to congregate and uh, exchange in a bit of dialogue and have some discussion mm. and maybe make things and, and whatever. But um, there's often lots of information around. I know, again, if I'm going to talk about depression and, yeah. and anxiety, 
uh, there wouldn't be a single men's shed that doesn't have posters and information yep. and brochures around. Yep. Um, often they'll provide phone numbers and contact points where you can can get help. But the best thing that I've discovered is men talking to each other. Not only is that fulfilling and enriching for them, but they learn from each other. So somebody talks about the ache and the pain that they've got that generates a bit of a thought mm. in the other person and thinks, oh, well, maybe I've got yeah. I need to get that checked out as well. So as a result of that, can go and talk to you know their partner yeah. or go back and see their GP. And it's funny you say it because we, you know, I'm probably showing my age now, but you know, six, seven generations of spud farmers, all the way from Tipperary. My father did what his father did, and his father did what his father did. Yeah. And these guys come in, and they may be a little bit set in their ways. Yeah. But it's quite interesting. Men's shed actually should be a forum for for all men, not only people as we talk about the average age of shedders is a mid sixty when they've finished their workforce, but they probably get there and thought. Gee, I'm actually opening up more now than I did 20 years ago with my, if my wife was still alive or I had this issue at work and I kept it myself um, because they're the issues in society as a whole, not, not only the, the, the shedders, but uh, people in general. And what we're learning, Danny, is that um, men feel valued. Yeah. You know, it's a place where they can go and feel confident and, um, it's a male, it's a masculine place. They can actually feel like they can participate mm. without being judged. Yep. Um, I've often heard them described as being a bit like pubs without beer. You know, so it's a place where everybody's equal. Yeah, it's good. Everybody feels valued. Everybody, you know, genuinely wants to, you know, be there yep. and look out for other people who are there and look out for their mates. So they, I think they're fantastic. You know, I can't recommend them enough. I actually say to all of my mates, if you've got a, a dad or an uncle yep. or a grandparent who's on their own or feeling a bit isolated, show them the door, you know, talk to them about that or maybe even take them there. Most men actually like somebody to introduce mm. them to a shed. Yep. You know, you can sometimes feel a bit shy about going yeah. on your own. Yeah. Um, but if you call the shed, somebody will come and meet you, you know, or even come to your home. Now, we're just going to take a short break, Taz, and we'll, we'll finish up after the break. No Man Should Ever Walk Alone with Danny Frawley. Okay, thanks to Chemist Warehouse. We're in the home run now uh, with Taz. And it's amazing, the Australian Men's Shed Association. Took me two segments to get that right. Um, You've done Taz, well, Danny. Gee, you've been a great mentor for me on this, this uh, great hour this evening on a Monday evening. If people are out there thinking, gee, this is a, a, a fantastic initiative, and I must admit, I've learned a lot in the last 20 or 30 minutes about men's shed. As I said, if I was wiser in hindsight with my late father, there's no doubt uh, all our brothers and sisters would have got dad and brought him down to the men's shed. He would have loved it, um, just sitting there talking about a bit of footy, and he loved his horse racing, and you know, instead of just sitting at the chair waiting for one of his grandkids to walk in the door just to give him another social connectivity. And obviously, as you said, federally, state, local governments, they do an outstanding job. But I'm sure you rely on um, some charitable people as well. So if there's someone out there listening now, Taz, how, how can they donate and contribute 
um, to a local area or just a uh, the, the Australian Men's Shed Association. What, yeah, what's well, the go? Great, great question. So you you can um, support a local shed. So get online, search out where your local shed is. Um, see, we've been talking yeah. about the Monash shed, yeah. for example. One go and knock on their door, turn up one day, or get online and find out who the contact person is, and see how you can support them. So you can either support them by donating goods. You know, whether it be yep. cans of paint or yep. whether it be food or whether it be some timber. You know, some, some timber or, you know, packets of coffee and tea yep. and biscuits even. Really basic things. Sometimes they need cash to pay yep. the electricity bill. Yep. Sometimes they might have to pay rent, so yep. that can help as well. Or if you want to actually support the Australian Men's Shed Association, I know, for example, um, you know, some of our big corporate companies have donated paint or mm. have donated, you know, trucking services or transport services. Contact, you know, contact the CEO, David. He's a great guy at the Australian Men's Shed Association or contact your local service. No, I've had a chat to David and he's been... Uh, he's good value, isn't very, he? And you guys do a great job as a board. There's no doubting that. And I can see now why you're so passionate about it and, and such a... Because everyone... I don't care who you are. I've got an uncle or grandfather, a father, or a mate's father, who might be in need of just a bit of a, a kick along, and and it only takes, as you said, they get set in their ways. It only takes, let's come for a drive, and let's just drop into this men's shed and see what it's like. And he has a look around, has a cup of tea with a with a couple of old fellas there, and they start talking. You think, well, that's what life's all about. Yeah, it certainly is. And they started right here in Victoria. You know, they're, they're now being picked up in Canada and the US and Ireland and right? the UK and, you know, many European countries. Is that right? That. So we've Absolutely. started it and Absolutely. it's gone worldwide. Well, well done. Absolutely. The whole movement started here. And a lot of those other countries are coming here to Australia to have a look at what they can learn to take back to their own countries and build sheds over there. And what about the... One person, or might be two or three, I'm not sure, forgive my ignorance. We'll talk about the one in um, uh, Ormond, was it? No, not Ormond. Um, Monash. Monash, yeah. The, it's obviously a big one. It's a, Does someone look after it? Is there a, a person, a guy, obviously, that he's the head of that men's shed, or is there a couple of people, or does it vary? Well, there's a couple of things. Every shed has its own committee of management. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Which is great in itself. Oh, well, that's all about learning how to work Fantastic. in a committee, yeah. Um, so there'll Do you be guys a, help them with that? Of course. Set up the of framework? course. Of course. We yep. provide them with um, uh, toolkits. Fantastic. And uh, sample, you know, agendas and minute papers and all that sort of stuff. Somebody's got to keep all the money, a yeah. you know, tab of all yep. the money. So there'll usually be a, a treasurer, there'll be a secretary, there'll be a president, and they will decide who they are locally. Um, sometimes, and not in every case, yeah. councils or other um, organisations yep. might provide staff. Uh, so Monash provide a yeah. guy called Greg, and his job is to really help the shed get on with its business. Fantastic. So they'll help them with um, making sure that you know the local council provides them with rent-free yep. accommodation, or make sure that the power switched on, yep. or you know all those really basic sorts of things. Oh, it's fantastic! Not only do you learn, as you said, some skill sets, but some of these guys have probably never been involved in a committee before, and no, all of that's a sudden. Right. That in itself, it sounds daunting, but as you know, when you've got a collaborative approach and such a positive outcome um, for, for men in particular, it, it's very motivating. Yeah, Danny, my uncle Andy used to mm. say to me, the rock's heavy, don't lift it on your own. 
Don't lift it up like on it. your own. Get like some it. help. So it's this idea of sort of collaborating and working with other men to actually find local solutions and to provide support to each other. Well, look, mate, this, is, um, this has been a great hour as far as I'm concerned. You just want to, before we go, I've got one question to, to leave with. But before we do that... Um, just those numbers and email and website again, please, Tess. Yeah, no, the website is mensshed.org. We don't need the AU because we've gone global, you see. Gee, flying. <laughs> so, <laughs> mensshed.org. The phone number is 1300 And the email is amsa, A-M-S-A, at mensshed.net. Okay. So, Taz, um, what am I, 55? I've, I still think I've got another 10 years of sort of hopefully getting out there, but there's no doubt. Um, well, I'm going to do something before the end of the year, that's for sure. I'm going to go and visit the men's shed. I would love you Ballarat to do area. that. We'd love you to do that. I'm going to go down and have a look and um, just, just throw my head in and have a look because I've heard a lot about it. I now know a lot about it. I hope the listeners now know a lot about it because I'm sure they're either listening and think, and if you are listening, wondering, should you get down there, get down there. Um, if you think there's someone around the corner or you see a mate just kicking an empty Coke can along the, the ground, he's a little bit isolated, put him in your car, go for a drive, and, and as you said, get on that uh, website and it just put your postcode in, don't you? That's you, all you have to do. Yep. And there's over a 1,000 in, in Australia. That's, that's quite motivating, all, mate. Almost a 1,000. Well, mate, you have been too kind to give up your precious time, especially on a Monday evening. But I know the listeners and, and me in particular have been um, more than motivated by the fact that the great work that you and your board do, and more importantly, all the shedders out there. At least I, know, I now know what a shedder is. Good on you. Good on you, Taz. Thank you for having me in today.